If you are looking to continue developing your coaching skills or have a new coach that you'd like to train or onboard, check out our upcoming activity coaching clinics. We are hosting both our basics and advanced clinics every Monday for our basics clinic and Tuesday for our advanced clinic from 1.30 to 3 Central Standard Time. It runs October 2nd through November 6th, and you can learn more and register at heatherpriceconsulting.com. Hey, everyone. Welcome to Activity Coaching Conversations with Heather and Sabina, where we discuss coaching strategies for the overachievers, the slow starters, and everyone in between. We're going to share everything we know about instilling early success habits, the science behind activity, and how to build a values-based, FR-centered coaching philosophy. Activity Coaching Conversations is all about balancing accountability with the art and science of coaching. Welcome back, everybody. Today, we are very excited to talk all things culture index. So minor mishap, Heather is uh, stuck on the highway, which closed down as she was making her way here. So she will be joining us um, a little bit later. But today we have John Puffer with us in the studio. And many of you who use the culture index will recognize that name. He's our resident culture index expert. And today's focus will be on using the Culture Index more as a coaching tool. So let me introduce John officially. John Puffer has over 43 years of business experience, the last 13 with the Culture Index. He's personally debriefed over 50,000 people on their surveys and specializes in the financial services industry. Currently works with over 60 Northwestern Mutual Managing Partners and dozens of high-performing ensembles. So welcome, John. We're delighted to have you with us today. Thanks, Sabina. It's great to be with you. Yeah. Awesome. Well, let's start at the beginning, right? Let's talk about how the Culture Index was developed. I know when I first took it, as probably many people, I was kind of rolling my eyes thinking, how can picking a bunch of words tell anybody anything? And then it just blew my mind when it was so accurate. So help us understand how it was developed and why it's so accurate and effective. I love that beginning because that's almost verbatim what I said to the founder of Culture Index and our PhD, how can picking a bunch of words tell us any? I even said to him, I think it's easy to fool. So our PhD looks at me, he goes, "Uh, John, do you have a PhD in psychometrics? And I said, of course not. You know, I don't. And he said, that's correct, (laughs) because you wouldn't have said something so stupid. You know, and and so I start backpedaling. He goes, relax, I'm just teasing you. So what's different about Culture Index from probably 90 plus, 95, 90 plus percent of other assessments, it's free choice, right? So that sets us apart from everything else. The, the other types, you know, question sentences, so that's called a forced response. You're forcing someone to respond to a question, right? Mm-hmm. Culture index is different. You're presented with 174 words. You are free to choose. There's no questions, right? So people relax more. So that's one of the reasons our validity is high is people are relaxed. Your only instruction is pick all the words that describe you, right? And so I said to the founder, I said, well, but I think I could fool it, right? I think I could pick some words towards the job I'm applying for. And he said, without it going into too much detail, he said, trying to tweak it doesn't work. We can't stop the pathological liar. 
right? Right. <laughs> um, but that's such a small percentage of the population that it's not relevant, right? So it was developed uh, about 25 years ago. The founder of Culture Index, Gary Wallstrom, said to Dr. Janda, and by the way, you can look up Dr. Lewis Janda. He's actually got books published on Amazon, right? So he is a licensed behavioral psychologist, and he taught psychometrics at Old Dominion University for over 30 years. So to say he's a smart dude is, is an understatement. But Wallstrom, our founder, meets Janda and said, look, I need you to develop the most accurate skills-based assessment in the marketplace because I need to be able to look a CEO in the eye and tell them you can trust our data. Now, one thing, I, let's, I'm going to try and condense 12 hours of a leadership development workshop into 20 minutes here. So I, I want to start out with two yeah, statements. Yeah, we appreciate that. Yeah, <laughs> two statements that pertain specifically to the Northwestern Mutual industry, financial services. First one is we all judge others, but we think we're the norm, right? It's human nature. We think we're the normal one. Culture index proves that's not true, right? And so, but the general theme of that statement is that I want people to stop assuming and judging a candidate, right? And the truth is, you know, whether it's a recruiter or leader, you're only going to connect with about 15 to 20% of the population. The rest of the world, you start to disconnect with. Some of it becomes oil and water. I've had recruiters, extroverted recruiters say, you know, I just hate talking to introverts. <laughs> I don't know if the message is getting through and so on. And they're just, they're no fun. And I said, stop judging your candidates. So with Culture Index, there is no right or wrong. There is no good or bad. There's no such thing as a good survey. No such thing as mm -hmm. a bad survey. Oh, you want to be a financial advisor? Okay, well, that this career is not meant for everybody, right? And I lived that out, right? So I, I have a trailblazer pattern, which is a never hire for a computer programmer. My major is computer science. It was a disaster, right? So I lived out square peg round hole. So CI was developed to help business owners hire the right skill set for the right job, right? It's answering Jim Collins' question in the book, Good to Great. How do you know if you have the right people in the right seats on the bus? We answer that. So that's our focus, is the CEO, is the business owner, and that dovetails down to Northwestern, a managing partner, is essentially a CEO. Mm -hmm. Exactly. So I just, we want to help managing partners run their office, their, their business more efficiently and profitably. And this, you know, I'm, I'm so glad you reached out for this because the sad thing is many offices aren't using culture index properly, right? If you're using culture index mm -hmm. for a recruiting tool, that's 10% of what we bring to the table. Right. Right. It's like buying a Ferrari and over, only driving it to the And groceries. that's why I was excited yeah. to have you on today yeah. to talk more about the coaching side. And I, so two things that you said that I have either said or been guilty of one is <laughs> until the culture index, I was always coaching people without even realizing it to be more like me, right? Like, yep. you know, my, my seat rate that pays for patients way to the right. So yep. I was always telling people, listen better, talk less, slow down. Don't yeah. be in such a hurry. Well, right. when you're telling someone who has a great sense of urgency not to be in a hurry, boom, done. I coach a lot of activity coaches over the years. And one of the big things is I can't get this person to open up. I can't, you know, I don't know what I, and, and 
I think they just end up talking more, which just shuts the other person down even more. So talk a little bit about that be left versus be right, both coaching and marketing. Like how can you work with that? Sure. So I've been studying managing partners and form advisors for 12 years, right? And gathering statistics. So I've got 12 years of the data and it's never Mm -hmm. changed, right? From day one, year one, 50% of the rock stars at Northwestern Mutual MPs forum are introverts. And so how do you connect with that type of person? How do you coach them? Well, they're not salespeople, right? The B trait left, the social trait left, the introvert is a thinker thinker first and foremost, and their life philosophy is the world would be a better place if people would think before they speak. So people like me drive them absolutely insane, right? Because I ask an introvert a question, what are they doing? They're thinking about their response. So there's silence. What does an extrovert do with silence? Mm -hmm. We fill it with more words. And it's the worst thing we can do. (laughs) Yes. Right. And so I'm trying to teach the leadership because recruiting needs to be holistic, right? The recruiters say one thing while the leadership Mm -hmm. team needs to be on the same page all the way up to the managing partner. So when I see a B trait left candidate, I would recruit them this way. I would say, do you know you don't have a sales profile? I want to see what they say, Mm -hmm. right? Do they know who they are? Right. And so what your skill is, what you're gifted at is problem solving. You're gifted at problem solving. If you apply those skills to this career, you're going to do very, very well. And so that's when you're coaching a B-trait left. They don't believe words. They don't believe people. They're naturally skeptical. So every session with a B-trait left person should be short and purposeful. Don't ask them how their weekend was. They want to talk business. They're serious, right? And that's one of the things I I try to tell advisors is, do you know who your clients are? Why are they your clients? Why do your clients buy from you, right? It could be the Northwestern name, best of the best, but there's a connection with you. And if somebody has a high net worth, they don't want the sales guy. They don't want the yapper. They want somebody who can solve their financial puzzle. And that's what B-trait left introvert data-oriented problem solvers are good at. So their challenge in this business is seeing enough people because people at the core of their brain drive them crazy. <laughs> and I married an introvert, so I know this. <laughs> so it's, it's so complex because people are complicated, right? But we can, we can really go deep with the data. So another coaching question. Can FRs succeed when they have an A trait to the left? And how do you best coach that person? That is a perfect question, right? And and so when we look at this A trait, autonomy, right? The desire to be autonomous, the desire to run your own show. We have 20 different languages. We actually span the globe. No other company comes close. And we've studied CEOs across the planet. 90% of CEOs have an A trait to the right. And it's almost similar with Northwestern. My studies have shown 87% of managing partners have an A trait to the right. Did I say left? I meant right. (laughs) So 90% of CEOs have an A trait right. (laughs) Um, 
And then 87% of managing partners have an engineer because they're similar to a CEO. But that means 10%, mm-hmm. 13% have an A left. Well, what does that mean? So I've studied them, right? They're not statistical anomalies. They're different styles. And so here's a three-word sentence to write down. Belief overrides profile. Why was John McTeague so successful? Well, one of the big reasons he was is he talked about, he's got a video series called The 12 Conversations You Must Have with a Candidate. And what he did in that is he got to the candidate's belief level. Every successful forum, MP, or just a normal rep writing 100, 200 lives a year, everybody I've talked to with an A trait left unequivocally believes this is what they were meant to do. I met a young guy a few years ago in Florida, minus two and a half A trait, super nice guy, knows he's not a hunter. Now the Northwestern contract's written for a hunter, but he knows he's not a hunter. But he said to me, he said, John, I knew in high school I was going to be a financial advisor. So I got my degree in college, wow. uh, in finance in college. I got my CFP before I graduated. And I looked at the companies I could join. Northwestern had the best system I could plug into. So they literally gave him the book on Granum. So this A-trait left person is coachable. They're coachable. They have a couple of things here. One, they have a natural desire to help others. Well, that could play well, right? You sit down with a potential client and they explain their financial story and the A-trait left candidate rep says, I would love to come alongside you on your financial journey. That works. Mm-hmm. They also... With this helpful attitude, this, yep. it's more of an unselfish leadership style. It's leading by example. So this, this, this guy in Florida named Chris, he's fantastic, right? He came up and shook my hand before my session, and I said, Chris, nice proactive move, shaking my hand. And he laughed. He said, I said, do you think your survey is accurate? Right, Because I, I knew where his A-trait was. He goes, oh, yeah, it's dead on accurate. And so then he proceeded to show me the spreadsheet he developed before he began. He studied Granum before Mm -hmm. he started, and he put together a seven-year plan before he began. Wow. And he's just following his plan. Would an A-trait right do that? No. (laughs) It it wouldn't even (laughs) occur to them. And so let's just stay on that theme because the A-trait right is not coachable. You're dealing with ego-based confidence. My A is almost mm-hmm. plus three. Who's the smartest one in the room? I am. This is also an opinionated <laughs> trait. And the joke with an A trait right is the further right it goes, the more we regard our opinion as fact. There are a lot of people with opinions about culture index. Right. I remember right? when you said that. And they're just flat out wrong. Yeah. But they believe it's right. Yeah. And that's fascinating. <laughs> exactly. And I, th- I think from a coaching perspective, the mistake sometimes that coaches make is they they think more about coaching a trait right, that they just have to tell them something once, maybe twice, and then they'll just take the ball and run with it, that they make that same mistake with a traits left. And a traits left just want more support. More is that support, right? Like they will help. come back to you over and over again and say, great. Yep. Tell me, show me, teach me. What now? 
Yeah. What's next? Always though. That will never go away. It will never go away. So when I first started calling on Northwestern and I heard about Granham, I was like, oh yeah, yeah, Granham. Yeah, no, that's 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 not good. And then <laughs> I had a managing partner sit me down and go, John, you need to understand this and why it works. So Granham works mm-hmm. for the A trait left, the coachable, supportive mm-hmm. team player type, because it shows them what a hunter does day in and day out. So for my friend Chris, he knew he's not a hunter, knew he needed a system to plug into. He's a Granum devotee, right? There's another guy. Uh, he was a managing director, stepped down, same profile as Chris. And it's just, I would call it a Granum brain. The A is left and the C is right. It's a Granum brain, right? And so he teaches Granum classes. So conversely, the A trait right is not coachable. So the way you have to get through to them is to verbally slap them in the face, not physically, not condoning violence, right? Is You have to verbally get their attention. And the way you do it is you look them in the eye and you say this, I can't force you to be successful. You have to choose it. Oh, that's a good line. That's a good coaching line. So here's a quick story. I mean, one of the most phenomenal financial advisors in the history of the company, I mean, she's a, a rep in, in Florida, Rebecca Bast, right? Similar profile to mine, a little stronger, eight traits a little farther right. When she speaks at other offices, one of the things she leads with is my first year wasn't great because I didn't listen to anybody. And it's the nature of an A right. We don't listen. Sure. We're the smartest one in the room. I'll figure it out myself. Okay, you might. You might. But if you would choose a posture of coachability, right? I'm not asking you to change who you are. I'm asking you Mm -hmm. to choose a posture of coachability for a short period of time. This is not forever. And that's great. And it actually really dovetails with, I tell them, you have to tell them freedom is coming, right? This, this, because we recruit these folks and then we immediately put them in a box and tell them exactly what to do. And I, I always am coaching activity coaches to say, this is temporary. It's temporary. temporary. We know it feels awkward and terrible, but we've got to build the right habits. So, okay, good. I'm on the right track. I can't tell you how critically important that is. Yeah. Absolutely. Because otherwise they just are like, you know, they're harder to coach. Yes. For sure. And I always, I tell activity (laughs) coaches that you have to up your game. You have to up your game with them, right? You you really have to constantly be proving yourself in some respects. So let's talk about three quick things, the EU, the red line and logic, because those three things obviously color a profile. So let's first talk about the red line. People, one of the things that I think I remember you saying is it doesn't matter where the red line is, what matters is where the traits are relative to the line. Correct. Is that, Yep. would that be accurate? Yep. So when you look at a survey result, think of it as a bell curve of data, right? And every bell curve is the same. It's a parabolic arc. And in the center of this bell curve is sometimes called the median, the midpoint. We call it the norm. Mm -hmm. So the red arrow is your norm, not the norm for all of humanity. It's your norm right? And then each trait, we're looking at data, right? So each data point, A, B, C, and D is Mm -hmm. relative to the norm. 
So relative to, and that's another unique thing about culture index is we measure the magnitude of traits, right? So calling somebody an introvert and an extrovert isn't doing them any service. It's not really helpful because there's magnitudes of those, right? And a trait that's closer to the red arrow is easier to modify. I always say, think of the sporting world. You know, how far right do you think Michael Jordan's A trait is? Steve Jobs, how far right, right? It, they're <laughs> right? probably off the charts, right? These were mm-hmm. belligerent, domineering, arrogant, but incredibly successful, right? And so it's everything's a mixed mm-hmm. blessing, right? There is no right or yeah. wrong here. There is no good or bad. Right. Everybody's been blessed with gift, skills, and abilities. We identify right. what those are. So the red arrow representing the average or norm with anyone's profile. And it's relative to the EU. So where the red arrow gets placed on that scale is based mostly on the EU. So the energy unit construct, and we've actually talked about changing that name because people get hung up on the word energy. So the EU has nothing Mm -hmm. to do with physical energy. And it has nothing to do with success or willingness to work hard. As an example, at the managing partner level, the EU range is 11 to 72. Well, that's an enormous range. <laughs> there you go. Right? Now, it yeah. gets complicated, again, because people are complicated, but I put it this way. There is context to the EU, your profile, and the job you need to perform. So when you think about that social trait again, right, mm-hmm. the B trait, for extroverted B trait to the right people – I give and get energy from other B-trait right people. For a B-trait left, the introvert, Mm -hmm. especially as it gets further and further left, people are draining. All right? What charges the battery? (laughs) (laughs) What charges the battery pack of a B-trait left? Quiet, solitude, thinking time Mm -hmm. because they're thinkers. Yep. And so... A managing partner Absolutely. who's got a B trait left, if their EU is low, they need to carve out time every day with silence or thinking time. And I, I won't I won't say his name, but there's a managing partner who has a big sofa in his office and he's an absolute rock star. He's he's just crushed his career. But he's got the architect pattern and he's an introvert and he's just like his reps didn't know what the couch was for. And he's like, from 2 to 2.30, why do you never get a meeting with me? You know, and they're like, are you strategizing? He's no, mm-hmm. I'm taking a nap. You guys wear me out. <laughs> <laughs> that is funny. And that's, it's important to understand that because yeah. people oh, judge, huge. right? That, oh, you're not working very hard. Because I, as I recall, the EU is is how often you need to kind of take a break. I will tell people if you see people taking a lap around the office a couple times a day, or you see them in the coffee room fairly frequently, it doesn't mean they're not working. It means that they're maybe their EU's a little lower and they need a break. They, they need just a break. need a, it's like refreshing your screen. Can I yeah, do one more quick example? Um, recent, I was just in uh, Raleigh. Uh, leadership session, and they were showing me the profile of a brand new advisor about a year in, and she's crushing it. She's got the craftsman profile, mm-hmm. A and B left, C and D right, and her EU is a little lowish, right? It's in the teens. 
well, she is so smart. She、mm-hmm. is so committed to making this work. She figured out how to do it. She works Monday and Tuesday, takes、mm-hmm. Wednesday off, works Thursday and Friday, and now she's killing it. Because if she tried to work five days in a row, isn't with, that something? With that profile, that of you, it was so draining. It was a little detrimental. But she's like, no,、mm-hmm. I'm going to figure this out,、mm-hmm. and her production's through the roof. She's just killing it. That's awesome. We're almost at time, but I don't want to go away without talking about logic. Yes, because、um, logic is, I think, one of the things that affects everything. Everything.、Um, so, just talk real briefly about the difference between low logic and high logic, and how they both succeed. Yeah. And you bring up a fantastic point again. So a couple of things going on with the logic score. We're measuring your ability to control actions and emotions, right? Don't think of this as the presence or absence of emotions. Everybody has them. What do you do with them, right? And I can get very animated. I can get very emotional. But my L is ten, and I can shut it down. That's、mm-hmm. it's also what fooled me when I was、mm-hmm. in high school and college, right? I didn't know what I was really good at, but I knew. Logic. I knew math. Math. Math was actually easy for me, so I started out an accounting and math major.、Mm-hmm. That's not going to work, right? And so, this logic score, <laughs> what it does, and the advantage, right? It's not a higher L isn't good, a lower L isn't bad, but the advantage a higher L has in this crazy business is that they smooth out the roller coaster ride, right? Life's a roller coaster. Mm-hmm. Some jobs are well. Being a financial、right. advisor is absolutely a roller coaster ride. It's not a smooth progression. There's going to be ups and downs, and if so, if you think about a roller coaster, the higher the L five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, the more they smooth out the highs and the lows. Now, a lower L,、yeah. not a bad thing. They think more with their heart. There's more empathy there. There's more charisma, right? And I, again, I. I Don't have permission, but arguably one of the greatest managing partners in the history of the company is retired as L is two, but his charisma off、mm-hmm. the charts, right? And so, nothing wrong with having more empathy, being more charismatic. When I talk to low L advisors, I just say, "Look, this is part of what makes you awesome. Own it, right? You got to own it." And now, here's my life coach advice for you: Don't let emotions. Get the best of you. They're more there. They're more prevalent.、Right. I describe them as they they wear their heart on their sleeve. Yep. And so it gets banged around a little bit more. Yep. Yep. <laughs> and so、yeah. when you talk to them, when you coach them, ask them how they feel about their business.、Mm-hmm. Don't just jump into right high logics. We like data and numbers, right? But if you've got a, a rep with a zero one two three four, just say so. How do, how do you feel about where you're at? They connect、mm-hmm. more with that. I will say this from my own experience: that if you understand the culture index and you use it effectively in coaching, people will think that you have a window into their brain and their heart. I mean, it is、yeah. people. If you understand the culture index and you understand someone's profile, the feeling of this person gets me、right. um, can really be a benefit when you're coaching. It's the genius of Janda, right? You know, he's a Licensed behavioral psychologist, and、mm-hmm. he just said, "John, I know how the brain works, so I know how to measure it." And I, I just、mm-hmm. throw up my hands and go, "I, I don't fully understand it, right? I don't have a degree in psychometrics, but he does." So, 
Right. Trust the data. All right. Well, John, it was a joy to have you here today. I hope that everybody listening got a little bit better understanding of how to use this amazing tool as they're coaching the people that they are responsible for coaching. And we thank you again for taking the time to come to the studio and share your information with us. And for those of you who are using the Culture Index, you know how to get a hold of John. Um, he, one thing I remember from early on, he's always available and loves to talk about the Culture Index. So do not hesitate to. Uh, to look him up and uh, ask your questions. So thank you so much for being with us today. Awesome. Great to spend time with you always, Sabina. Thanks for joining us today for Activity Coaching Conversations with Heather and Sabina. If you found value in this conversation, please like, share, and leave a review in your favorite podcast app. And to learn more about our activity coaching clinics and how to hone your skills, visit heatherpriceconsulting.com. Link is in the show notes. Thanks again for listening. Keep learning and growing.